What is going on, everybody? It is your top headlines right now. Your Ohio State and NCAA tournament brackets coming up here soon. We're going to look at Ohio State game preview. We're going to look at the NCAA top seeds and who's in and who's out. But first, top headlines coming out of PSG. This is uh, soccer or football. Um, Neymar and Donnarumma clashed in a dressing room bust-up after Paris Saint-Germain's 3-1 Champions League defeat to Real Madrid on Wednesday. The Brazil forward and Italy goalkeeper had to be separated by teammates after a heated post-match exchange at the Baranbu, with each blaming the other for PSG's round of 16 exits. Interesting. Fights coming out of everywhere. Next. Los Angeles Lakers woes continue in overtime loss to the Western Conference worst Houston Rockets. This is coming out of Houston. Triple double from LeBron James. A high scoring effort from Russell Westbrook weren't enough to halt the LA Lakers self destruction tour with Wednesday's 139 130 overtime loss to the Rockets being the latest low light in a season full of them. Here's a quote We kind of messed around with the game and they had confidence throughout the night, said Westbrook, who had one of his finest games as a Laker with 30. 30 points, 11 of 22 shooting, 7 of 8 from free throws, 8 rebounds, 6 assists, and just one turnover. But the Lakers get the loss. You suck. Next. Coming out of the Dallas Cowboys camp, a woman sues Jerry Jones, alleges Dallas Cowboys owner paid her mother to conceal that he was her biological father. Whoa! A 25-year-old woman is suing, is suing Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones, alleging that the billionaire paid her mother hundreds of thousands of dollars back in 1996 to conceal that he was the girl's biological father, a secret that the lawsuit says she has carried for her entire life. At the age of one, the girl was bound to secrecy by a confidentiality agreement signed by her mother according to the lawsuit. Jones denies this, but he paid the woman uh, $375,000 in exchange for confidentiality and had an Arkansas friend and lawyer named Donald Jack set up two trusts for the girl linked to her and her mother, keeping Jones' paternity a secret according to the lawsuit, a copy which was obtained by ESPN. Boy, it always gets deep in Dallas, don't it? Top headlines, Thursday. Listen to my daddy on AJ Let's Talk Sports podcast and YouTube and subscribe. Here we are, Thursday, March 10th. We have a special segment like we always do on our Thursday shows, the Throwback Thursday on this day in sports history for March 10th. Really excited about it. I'm going to take a look at the Ohio State and Penn State preview matchup, the odds, predictions, and look at some tweets that people had to say around the country. Then we're going to take a look right now at who's out and Kyle Young, one of my favorite Ohio State players right now. He is out. He brings a lot to the table for the Buckeyes on the court. A lot of energy from this kid, but he's going to be out on concussion protocols. He's missed the past two games and will miss a third one, and he'll be out tonight. So the tip-off is at 9 p.m. Wednesday. Um, so looking forward to that. It's going to be in Indianapolis, Indiana. Now Zed Key... He is a game-time decision as well, and he's come off a little bit better. He wasn't playing that well, but I saw a stat a couple weeks ago that said if he scores at least 10 points, they usually get the dub. 
He's missed two of the past three games with an ankle injury. Will be a game time decision for the Buckeyes tonight against uh, Penn State. Justin Suing will be unavailable for the Buckeyes again. Uh, Michi Johnson, who turned his ankle against Michigan, will be available for the Big Ten tournament opener, though. And this is round two. Here we go. Ready to rock and roll. Now we're going to take a look a little bit at this preview and predictions. The regular season to come to an end. All 14 teams now, 12 remain in the Big 12, or in the Big 10, sorry. Ohio State 19 and 10, 12 and 8 comes into the tournament as a number six seed after finishing the season one and three in the last four games. They were considered a four seed, and like I said, dropped down to six. The Buckeyes beat Michigan State, lost to Maryland, Nebraska, and Michigan. Not good. After the first round was completed, number 11 seed Penn State, who's 13, 16, 7, and 13 in conference, defeated number 14 seed Minnesota to advance to meet the Buckeyes on Thursday at on 9 p.m. Big Ten Network. Like I said, the winner will face number three, Purdue, on Friday night at 9 o'clock. Produced 25 and 6, 14 and 6 in the conference. All right, records are out the window. Ohio State now has come, has one of the toughest tasks in basketball ahead of them. They have to play Penn State, they have to beat them. Then they have to go to Purdue and beat Purdue. Buckeyes are led by the first team all Big Ten selection, EJ Liddell. Third team all Big Ten selection, Malachi Branham. Branham was also named a Big Ten freshman of the year. Liddell's 19.4 points a game, 7.9 rebounds a game, and 2.6 blocks per game. Branham is averaging 13.2 points a game, 3.6 rebounds per game. Branham is averaging almost 17 points per game in conference play. Big time. Big time. Big 10 matchups all week, this week, and the weekend. Hopefully Ohio State picks it up. All right. Let's take a look. Big 10 men's basketball. The 2022 Big 10 men's basketball tournament tips off today. Really excited about it. Here it is. Is it going? No, it's not going. It kicked me off. Anyways. So the Nittany Lions are led in scoring by Sienna transfer Jalen Pickett. Pickett is averaging 12.8 points a game, 4.1 rebounds, and 4.3 assists per game. Seth Lundy and Sam Sessoms are averaging 12.4 and 11.4 points per game, respectively. Penn State senior John Harar is one of the two players in the conference averaging a double-double. 10.5 points and 10.3 rebounds per game. The other player is an Illinois star, Kofi Cockburn. Penn State is a team that can frustrate anyone in defense. But they can go long stretches without scoring. How State has to avoid letting the Nittany Lions go on any runs. And that is a key matchup there because every time I watch the How State Buckeyes play, they go on four to six minute droughts in the second half, and they can't have that. Please get, hopefully, the fatigue is not an option. So I don't have a clue. Kyle Young's out, Suing's out. Like we said, Jed Key, Zed Key. Game time decision. Um, predictions here. I have a Ha-State winning, obviously. Now, they have on here the Big Ten Network, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, 74-64, as the Ha-State wins in the predictions. So I'm kind of going with that. Um, Liddell and Branham need to get going, need to get off. Jamar Wheeler needs to start stepping his game up. Uh, Cedric Russell will get this job done to advance the quarterfinals on Friday. So we're gonna be like I said, if we win this game, we will be playing Purdue in Indianapolis, Indiana for the Big Ten tourney. It's freaking exciting. Ready to rock and roll. Now we're gonna get into some bracketology and the top seeds matchups. I'm not gonna go over the whole entire because the the uh, seed's not done. March 13th, like I said, put that on the calendar. That's when they're gonna have the selection committee figure it out. Um, let's see. I was just gonna do 
the top seeds here, like I said. So coming out of the West, number one seeds. Gonzaga's out of the West. Auburn is Midwest. Arizona's coming out of the South. And Baylor out of the East. And these are the number two seeds. Duke is out of the West. So Gonzaga and Duke at one and two. Coming out of the Midwest, Auburn and Kansas. The Rock Chalk Jayhawks. They haven't been mentioned in a while. Rock Chalk Jayhawks. K-U. There you go. South, Arizona, Purdue, one and two. And coming out of the East, the Baylor Bears, West Texas, out of Waco. Baylor Bears. And number two, Kentucky Wildcats. There you go. Now, Three potential number one seeds will take the court as well. Baylor and Kansas have quarterfinal matchups in the Big 12 Conference Tournament. Top seed Baylor faces West Virginia, while the Rock Shock Jayhawks are playing Oklahoma. A loss by either would jeopardize a potential top seed in the NCAA Tournament. Now, Arizona will face Stanford in the Pac-12 quarterfinals, and the Cardinal beat Arizona State on last-second shot in Wednesday first round. So Arizona coming in ooh, a little shaky on the quarterfinals in the Pac-12. Now we're going to take a look at the in and outs of the NCAA tournament brackets. So we have, I already talked about the top seeds. Now the last four in, two Ohio teams coming out of nowhere. And right here in my backyard, we have Wyoming, SMU out out of Texas, Then we have UD, the University of Dayton, the Flyers. Why are they called the Flyers? Because Orville and Wilbur Wilbur Wright are from Dayton, Ohio, by the way. Just thought I'd throw that out there. And then a small suburb city of North Dayton, where I am from, Vandai, Ohio, used to be the crossroads of America. That's correct, Wendy. And then we have Xavier. Don't know much about Xavier. But I did do on-air personality for the baseball team back in 2006, if you remember that one. (laughs) I doubt it. On beonair.com, 80s. We are the 80s. Anyway, first four out. So Dayton and Xavier. Dayton is here about 50 minutes north of Cincinnati, the Nasty Natty. And then you got Xavier, which is in Cincinnati. Anyways, first four out. VCU's out. Wake Forest out. BYU and Indiana. Goodbye. Goodbye. The next four out. St. Louis, Florida, Virginia Tech, and St. Bonaventure. In the same uh, conference as Dayton, by the way. And let's see, I think that is all she wrote, folks. Ineligible schools, Oklahoma State, which are banned. That's cool. And then you got some uh, Quadrant 1 wins, home games versus 130 net teams. I don't know what that's talking about. Um, I don't really understand the whole Quadrant 1 stuff. I guess that's like the top 20 seeds, top 25 teams. But anyway... That pretty much sums up the Ohio State and NCAA basketball bracketology. Now we're going into our last segment of the day, Throwback Thursday, hashtag TBT. Taking you on March 10th, 1888. Way back there, boys. Heavyweight boxing champ John L. Sullivan draws, which is a tie against Charlie Mitchell, and they went 30 rounds. And I believe that was bare knuckle boxing back then, boys. Now we're taking it to 1920. NHL's Quebec, Quebec Bulldog Joe Malone scores six goals against Ottawa Senators. Ottawa Senators team back in 1920s, dang, way back there. 
Fast forward to 1959, on this day in sports history, Dorothy Comiskey Rigney sells her 54% share of Major League Baseball White Sox to Bill Veek for a reported $27 million back in 1959. Dang, that's a lot of money back then. 1963, Major League Baseball infielder Pete Rose debuts with Cincinnati at spring training in Tampa, Florida, hits his first two at-bats. Should be in a Hall of Fame, by the way. 1963, Warriors center Wilt Chamberlain scores 70, 163-148 defeat over Syracuse Nationals. And then we're going to take you all the way up to 1988. New York Islanders celebrate Mike Bossy night. 1990 Men's Figure Skating Championship in Halifax won by Kurt Browning. Back when people actually watched figure skating. I don't think anybody watches it now. 2010, on this day in sports history, Loris World Sports Awards, Emirates, Abu Dhabi, Sportsman, Usain Bolt, Sportswoman, Serena Williams. And that about does it. And there is your show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. If you're watching on YouTube, and it's just going to be like a back, back a back screen of AJS Talk Sports with the line logo that I paid for. Pretty cool. And hope you guys enjoyed the show. God bless. Tip your waitress. You know what my daughter's going to say. She says the same thing. Get your sports needs at AJ Let's Talk Sports. Hope you have a good day, guys. God bless. Hip your waitress. Focus on how I'm living now.